This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Welcome to this month's journey through places unknown, and maybe even parts unknown. And we're going to be talking about some people that are from parts unknown tonight. Welcome to this month's journey through the looking glass. I am your co-host, Scott Criscolo. Always a pleasure to be with you. Uh, It is August, and I believe this is our second August. I can't believe we're coming up on our two-year anniversary of this show, which is just mind-boggling. Mm. Um, and, uh, I always say it is quite funny that this is, uh, the only, uh, show that I do, um, where I always open with a weather report because unlike a decent number, pretty much almost all the other hosts I ever work with, whether it's JR or Steve Willie or Nate Milton or, um, or any of the other crew, uh, who are mostly in our, they're pretty much all in our part of the country or even in Canada. But when I'm on with this guy, it is a completely, it's almost like a, another universe sometimes. But uh, here in the Northeastern United States, as we're recording tonight, um, I don't believe we've hit 90 degrees in the month of August yet, which is kind of crazy. I know this guy had issues, uh, you know, in uh, his summer months and months ago i doubt he's at 100 degrees where he is now good evening david hall how are you i'm doing well mate i'm doing well it is it is a lovely day down under yet not quite parts unknown i know that uh some people are a bit wary with what on earth happens down in, in the other side of the world we're not quite parts unknown Actually, talking about parts unknown, I always found it interesting. I've been doing a a, a rewatch of back in '84, watching uh, WWF in 1984, and uh, yeah, you always get the guys who are announced as parts unknown, weight unknown. I always thought, well, you know, they always sort of promoted wrestling in that time period is very similar to boxing. You had to sign contracts and you had to do weigh-ins. How right. on earth could someone be parts unknown, weight unknown, when they've got to stand on a scale and exactly got to show a license? <laughs> oh, I spend great point, Dave. That's great. Uh, but down, down down here in not quite parts unknown Australia, it's uh, it's we're starting to we're coming out of winter and uh, yeah, our, our winter got down pretty cool. This year we were sort of hitting around about. 59, 60 degrees for for a winter's day, and uh, now we're moving into the 70s uh, as we start to warm up. And I know for a lot of you, a lot of listeners in the US, they're sitting there going, that's not cold, that's a warm day. So, uh, no, it's beautiful down here in the, in the wonderful land of Oz, and it's always a pleasure to uh, to talk to you, Scott. I, uh, I must admit it is a, a great privilege to be able to join you on a monthly basis. Yes, absolutely, and it is it is an honor, uh, Dave. And uh, again, we are we are almost reaching the um, two year mark. I know, um, I know that's scary. Uh, two years in I think it'll be October will be two yes. years. Um, so 
I remember that very first show, show one. We talked about CM Punk, mm. uh, who now years later is still causing news and drama. But um, <laughs> but here we are. So this, I guess, would be episode number. I don't even remember the number now. Uh, Twenty three. Twenty three. So uh, which is crazy. So episode twenty three. Now, like I say on all of my other shows that are not that are like this, uh, this is not episodic. So you don't have to if you're if you're listening to this for the first time. Uh, welcome. It's great to have you. Um, you can keep listening. This is you're not missing like the first 22 episodes are not related to each other. So feel free to finish listening to this one and then head back to the archive place to be or any of your podcast catchers, Amazon, uh, Apple podcast, Spotify, and go back and listen to the past episodes because they, they're all awesome, but they are all unrelated to each other. This is not like the place to be podcast, which you do have to listen to in order. So um, just wanted to get that out there. So it is August, so of course that means it is Hog Wild Month. Get those engines ready to roll. Exactly. Rawr! What happens in an alternate universe when you actually pay to go to a pay per view? But <laughs> <laughs> no, we're not talking Hog Wild. Um, I don't know. Maybe next year we'll do a uh, maybe we'll do a, a, a Hog Wild themed episode. Anyway, of course, no, I'm joking. Of course, it is uh, as uh, we all know, except for last year, it is always. Uh, SummerSlam month, um, and SummerSlam, of course, uh, happened a few weeks ago in Big D, not Big D, the second Big D, Big D's Dallas, uh, in Detroit, it was a fun show, um, so tonight, we are going to go through the alternate universe, and, uh, Dave, tell us what we're gonna do tonight, because we had, we had a lot of chats, we were chatting a lot about what we'll actually talk about tonight, because SummerSlam... My fa- it's actually my favorite pay-per-view of the year, and I've talked about this on the past episodes. Uh, my favorite ep- my favorite pay-per-view of the year, even slightly more than WrestleMania. But um, we were talking about all sorts of different journeys we could take tonight. But uh, tell tell the listeners what we've narrowed down tonight, and what we're gonna what we're gonna jump into. Oh, I think we're gonna have some fun tonight. Uh, uh, la- last year, for those of you who have been joining us for a while, you might remember last year we just looked at a few different. Uh, Different Summer Slams, we just sort of touched base on a couple of different ones and changed up a match here or there just to see what we thought it could have been different. Well, we're going to do a little bit of a similar approach. We're going to touch base on a few different Summer Slams, but I think one of the things that was the unique appeal about Summer Slam in the uh, the beginning, in 88, 89, was this marquee tag team main event, you know, SummerSlam 88 was built around the mega powers and the mega bucks. And, um, and if you are, if you are, listen, I'm just going to throw another plug in. If you listen to uh, some of the other podcasts around, I'm a part of the Cronoso monthly and, uh, and we've just dropped, we've just dropped um, our latest episode, which is SummerSlam 88. So you can go back and you can listen to, Mega powers and mega bucks, and and yes. and hear the build for that. But yeah, yep. it, it, SummerSlam was built in the early days, 88, 89, on this mega main event, this tag team match between like the the top guys, and it was something that you know what made it appealing was the the way the business worked in the in the eighties, early nineties. It it was the the house show run and on television. You didn't see these marquee matchups, so to bring these guys together and to have these uh, mega main events really was was unique at the time. Um, and over the years, uh, that tag team main event 
concept was sort of dropped. 88, 99, we saw it, and we saw it again in 91. But, but realistically, they they dropped it in favour of the, the typical main event, your your world title match, your, your big feud ender, your Undertaker versus Undertaker match. Uh, we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. And um, so we thought it would be interesting to consider what if SummerSlam kept the concept of the tag team mega main event as their drawing point for for some of these events. So we're going to look at a few different SummerSlams. We're going to uh, consider what could have been a draw card tag team main event. What might the build have looked like? Maybe how might that outcome have gone? And 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 just yeah, have a bit of fun looking at putting these superstar tag teams together on the big stage you know it's it's it, right. it should be it should be it should be a bit of fun I, I really do think that I agree because um you know we've gone back through history and we've watched we've talked about tons of great SummerSlam shows we talked about tons of great everything shows uh and and main events and how to tweak things from from the from the um from what actually happened in the uh, in the primary, in the prime universe, ours. Now, some years it's just not worth it. Um, so we are probably, we are actually, definitely not going to do. Um, we are not going to do uh, the Summer Slams during the Attitude Era. Uh, we're not going to do eight ninety eight ninety seven through like oh two uh, for two reasons. Number one, uh, during that time. Of course, during the Attitude Era, all the tag team main events, any main event involving myriads of main event guys, were all on Raw anyway. So, and once they hit the monthly show, uh, you were getting a ton of the tag main events anyway, because obviously on the big shows at that point, they wanted to focus on world, you know, championship matches, world title matches, Mm. IC tags. So SummerSlam became pretty much, and it still is to this day, is this is the number two show of the year, of course, after WrestleMania. So during the Attitude Era, they pretty much, I mean, you've got, uh, you've got, um, uh, you've got. Nine, 1998, an example is 1998, the top guys, you've got like Stone Cold and Undertaker and Mankind and Kane. They're your main event scene in 88, but that match actually occurred at the event at you know one month before SummerSlam. That was the the main event. And it was on the main event on about three or four roars in, in the lead up to SummerSlam. So that match happened over and over. You, you, we didn't want to we didn't want to sort of redo that concept. No, exactly. And Taker and, and and plus they wrestled each other I think at the previous month at fully loaded and and hmm. Taker and uh Steve won the tag titles. So that's you know and then ninety nine, uh, you had the you had the uh, uh, the triple threat with Triple H, Stone Cold, and, and Mankind. Hmm. Uh, Two thousand, another triple threat main event. You had Triple H, Kurt Angle, and um, and and Stone Cold. Uh, Kurt Angle, yeah, Kurt Angle and, and Stone Hunter. Cold, and right. and Rock, uh, Rock, and, right, The Rock. Thank you. I thought it was my, my thought. My mind, <laughs> my, my my mouth went to the other universe before I got out of the prime one. Then 
2001, we were in the middle of the invasion, so we weren't doing that until we got to Survivor Series. And we actually just did that at Invasion the month before. That's right. So doing it again mm. made no sense. And then we would end up obviously doing it at Survivor Series when it ended the feud, mm. or when it ended the storyline. And 2002, we were, you and I were just chatting about this one, Dave, and, and SummerSlam 02 is probably one of my like five favorite pay-per-views of all time. Uh, I love that show. And that's one of those, you and I have talked about this, like, shows you that were easy for you to go to and you regret not going. And that one is, like, literally at the top of my list. Because the show, that pay-per-view was literally an hour away, uh, hour and a half with traffic at the Nassau Coliseum. And how do, how would I not pay a ticket to see Shawn Michaels' first match in four and a half years? I mean, against my favorite guy. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a moron. I, I still it's still I still beat myself up to this day. And if I could go to an alternate universe and go back in time, I would totally go to that show. Having said that, off track, 2002, in my opinion, and and, and please uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dave, and give me I'd love your input on this. 2002 was a unusual year for the WWF. They were still in transition. Uh, the Attitude Era was losing steam. Stone Cold walked out. The Rock was in and out, although he was champion, but he was in and out. He was ready to leave. Obviously, the Ruthless Aggression Era hadn't quite hit their that point yet. It was going to, but it, it had not quite hit that point yet. So 2002 was a tough year to put a tag main event together because everybody was kind of separate still. Um, and that that only just that only just launched the brand extension, and it was still in its early stages. Right. They were still working out how they wanted that to look, and which which roster was gonna, you know, which guys were gonna be on which roster. And you're still chopping and changing, and guys were going back and forth, not quite exactly certain what was happening as they nutted that out. So it was still in that formation stage. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we're not going to touch O2. Um, we're going to take care of most of the 90s because those shows were kind of flim flammy anyway. A tag main event might be better than what we got. And then we'll, we'll, we're going to pick and choose. And Dave's got a list. We'll pick and choose some stuff from the 2000s, later 2000s and into the 2010s. Um, so we'll pick and choose. We're not going to do every we're not going to do every single one because we'll be here till, you know, we'll be here forever. But we'll be, do, we'll be here. We'll be here the same length as a as a as a PLA on, uh, on, exactly, on yeah, exactly. We'll be here at the same time if you add both nights of WrestleMania together. So <laughs> uh, so we're just going to pick and choose ones where we think a great tag team main event may have actually been better than what we got. So so let's do that. So let's start from the beginning. Obviously, the first two years is where we got the idea from 1988. We had the mega powers, and the mega bucks. Love that. 1989, which is also, which is probably one of my favorite pay-per-views of all time. Oh, yes. We have, we have uh, obviously, Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake against the Macho Man Randy Savage and Zeus. Um, regardless of the work rate of that match, Dave, uh, that match is just absolutely nuclear at the metal. That's a, that's a, that, is, that is a really fun main event. You, you talk about really fun main event. You talk about guys working around weaknesses i mean the way they worked that match it it you didn't you didn't really need the work rate it didn't right. matter because it no. was just done booked so well and the story they told was was fantastic it was it was a great main event um, regardless of the fact that one of the guys in the in the ring probably had never set foot inside or had probably never watched a wrestling match in his life let alone been in one 
Right. Exactly. And then, I mean, that show as a whole is amazing. Uh, that You know, we always talk about, we've gone through the looking glass through the past about changing shows and stuff. I would never change. I may, I may change the match order of the show, but not the matches. Uh, uh, the, only, the only thing I would have changed is I would put the tag titles on the line. I would have made that Heart Foundation Brain Busters match a tag title yes. match. Boy, and that match is already that match is already like ridiculously amazing. It's on my I have to look it up. It's on my GWWE top 100 matches of all time. I don't know where. I think it's in the 50s. But um, I would have probably taken some of the meat meat guys and put. I probably would have swapped that six man out. The I would have probably moved up the what was it the Mega Powers and Andre. Not Mega Powers, I'm sorry. The Demolition. The, Demolition. The Demolition. And, Demolition and versus the Andre and the, Yeah, I would have moved that match up, and I would have taken uh, Rockers, um, Tito, and Rougeau's Martel and moved that. Because there was like a midpoint there. Because the beginning of that show, from the opening match till Hogan, uh, till um, uh, Warrior Rude, that that show is, that, that stretch of matches might be in terms of entertainment, we're great, all sorts of stuff. One of the greatest half shows mm. ever. Ever, yes. Then you hit the midpoint, and the back end is pretty much all the meat guys, and it gets a little chunky after a while. Mm. Um, and then the main event brings everybody back. So the only thing I would do is swap a couple matches to kind of balance out the work rate and the meaty guys. But other than that, that in my opinion, SummerSlam 89 is one of the most perfect pay-per-views ever. Mm. So, and it tells me, and it also reminds me, um, how amazing a year of wrestling in professional wrestling uh, 1989 is. Uh, but that's not a story for another day. Um, so let's begin with 1990. Spectrum in Philly. Obviously, we get the, the double main event. The mid-show the mid car, the mid show main event is, of course, uh, Hulk Hogan against Earthquake. And the main event was uh, Warrior Rude 2. Well, I guess 3 if you count the WrestleMania 5. Yeah. Uh, Warrior Rude 3 this time for the world title in a cage. Um, I'll admit, when, when they first announced they weren't doing a tag team match at SummerSlam, I was I was shocked. It really shocked me because it was, well, that's what SummerSlam is. The Royal Rumble is the Royal Rumble. Survivor Series is Survivor Series matches. WrestleMania is the big one. And then SummerSlam's the tag main event, and it it absolutely um, floored me that they didn't do it that year. And uh, I I think it would have been at the time, and and I, I'm probably going to you know give a, give a bit of insight as to where I'm going to head in a minute. But I think everyone was would have loved the idea of Hogan and Warrior teaming up after having faced each other at WrestleMania that year. I think that concept, that idea, was. Oh well, that's what's going to happen. Hogan and Warrior will be a team, and let's see who they face. That that would have been what everyone would have been thinking. Instead, they went, "No, we're going to do double main event." Right. Exactly. So, and that didn't bother me per se. Uh, but 1990 obviously was a weird year. There weren't a ton of heels. Obviously, uh, uh, probably the most elevated heel in that stretch was probably Mister Perfect. Um, and he was obviously Intercontinental Champion, and he ended up losing to uh, he ended up losing to um, uh, to Texas Tornado. So, how about this for a for a tag team main event? How about how about this for a six man six man main event? You take those three matches and you make them one. 
So you do a six-man earthquake, rude, and perfect versus Hogan, warrior, and somebody else. I don't think I would do tornado uh, because obviously well, he, this- you're not gonna, you're not going to put him in a premiere thing. Uh, maybe somebody like um, oh god. Well, this was this was when Hogan had just done his big return, and they'd done the whole tugboat was 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 egging him back in and and encouraging him, and and the boss man was his second at at the event. True. Um, I got a better one though. Now I don't know if it's because he was hurt or because they just didn't have a match for him, and he ended up doing commentary. But what about slipping Piper in there? Ooh. Hogan, Piper, and Warrior. Against Rude, Perfect, and Earthquake in a six-man. Mm. You don't have to necessarily That's... make it elimination because you don't want to. You don't want to. Um, you don't want to prolong the match if you don't have to, and you also don't want to mm. take away the the Survivor Series gimmick. Even though yeah. there were no monthly pay per views and Survivor Series wasn't for what four months, but I still wouldn't do that. Um, yeah. So what do you think of that six-man tag? <laughs> Perfect, Rude, and Earthquake against Hogan Warrior, and if he's healthy. That's the wild card. I don't know if they just put him on commentary because he wasn't – he just didn't have a match. And obviously he went up having the, the surgery and he was on the crutches from the motorcycle accident with his hip and everything. But if he's healthy in August of 1990, why not Piper Root – you know, Piper and – you know, Piper and um, and Warrior both hate Root's guts. Earthquake and Perfect both hate Hogan's guts. So – I uh I think that would be a pretty a pretty hot Philly SummerSlam main event. Look, it 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 certainly would be. Um, it, it's it's an interesting dynamic. I think you'd really have an interesting situation there with with Earthquake together with Rude and Perfect. That it just uh-huh. it, it it it's a very interesting dynamic although i wonder i just wonder if it, it might detract like it, it might make it a bit awkward for them to work out how to really get that momentum because you can just picture you know perfect and rude bouncing everywhere and in and out with quick tags and really working but earthquake doesn't really doesn't really fit i don't know that he fits together with those two in a six man six-man style because he's going to come in and he's going to be a lot slower. He's not as quick in and out of the ring. He, he doesn't move as well. Um, it, it's it's certainly um, it, it's certainly the, the star power is certainly there. Um, I, I'll admit when I was thinking about this, I, my first train of thought went to Hogan Warrior mm-hmm. and, and Earthquake and my first train of thought was Earthquake and Dino Bravo. And, and as horrible as Dino Bravo is in the ring, um, right. uh, it only went there because you'd had that storyline that we've talked about before that, you know, when Warrior first, when Earthquake first came in, he, he attacked Warrior and he and Bravo started feuding with Warrior and it never really got its blow off. And then Hogan sort of took over the the run and 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 took over the spot with earthquake but i i thought you know i i don't know that i would want bravo in the in the in the main spot then i thought you could just as easily just combine the main the, the matches like you said you could put earthquake with rude and 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 hogan with 
with with Warrior, and I think you'd have the same. Yeah, you know, that's the easy thing to do. But I, I'm wondering about maybe scaling back your thought and 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 bringing Hogan and Warrior together with Rude and Perfect, and having that as the match. But at some point in the match, you have Earthquake. You could have Earthquake interfere. So Earthquake is a part of the package, but maybe not in the match itself. Uh, and and that allows them to to continue to build, whether it be Hogan and Quake or Warrior and Quake, whatever they, direction they wanted to take out of it. But your your, your main event then becomes sort of yeah, if you especially if you kept perfect undefeated if you didn't have that saturday night's main event lost or even if you did i mean you've got this idea that rude and and um perfect like you said both hate hogan and warrior and i think the match you would get with those guys would would really be quite an entertaining match i agree it it would it would certainly it would keep things going you've got perfect and rude who who can afford at this point? You know that the the you know we know they can both afford to take the loss. You know, Perfect's already had his he's now no longer unbeaten, but he's the IC champ. So you can have Perfect take a loss. He's not going to lose his belt. Rude Rude has had enough losses now that he can lose. Um, so they can do that. And on top of that, you never had any mainstream Rude Hogan match. So to put Rude and Hogan together in the ring would be a unique event. It'd be something that we never got to see. Uh, so I think that would be. I, I think, like like I said, I'd, I'd I'd scale back his six man to the to the four on four to the two on two, but I would have Earthquake involved. I would have him as in the package interfering at some point in the match maybe a maybe a splash on Hogan while the referee's down or a splash on Warrior so that they've got the it looks like the you know rude and and perfect have got the match sewn up and and then you get the big comeback come out of there when it you know when it all looked all lost and and beaten and then they can get the clean win over one of the two of them and it's not really going to affect because I think that was the biggest issue I had with with SummerSlam is Hogan beats Earthquake in this main event. Yes, he beats him by count out, but he he slammed him. He had him. He had it won, and it sort of took a lot of steam out of that feud moving forward. When you consider it was their first match, and if you're wanting to run that through the house show circuit and SummerSlam and up to the Rumble, right? Having Earthquake do a run in makes more sense. Okay. I like that. That's not bad. I think it's I think you've you've got all the main players. I think it's a hot You've got emotion all around the ring. The fans are invested both ways that they love one side and thoroughly despise the other. Um Yeah, I like that idea. Dave, we're going with yours. <laughs> I was trying to jack up the match just to, for star value, but you actually made some creative sense out of it. That's why we have you around. That's why you're a better booker than me. I respect you, booker <laughs> <man>. <laughs> Um All right, so so there's our 1990. It would be so. Wait, it's so Hogan Warrior and Perfect Rude, right? Is that what you yeah, said? That's yeah. right. Okay. 1991, Madison Square Garden. There's like 
30 title changes on that show. The IC title changed hands. The million dollar title changed hands. The tag team titles changed hands. My boys, the Legion of Doom. Um, of course, Brett and Perfect. That tag main event is awful. Uh, number one, you had just bad workers in that match. And secondly, uh, we were months past anything with any juice between Hogan and Sergeant Slaughter. I mean, the Gulf War had been over for fucking five months at this point. Uh, yeah. Th- we So we have a tag. It's just a bad tag. So let's sit back and think about this. Flair's not here yet. Um, I mean, Taker doesn't turn heel. Taker doesn't turn face until the fall. The following year. Yeah, into the, into the winter. How about... Oh! I got a six-man tag. How about this? Hear me out, Dave. On the heel side... Another six, you know me, I'm, I'm, I'm suddenly in love with six-man tags. <laughs> <laughs> How about this one? Jake, Taker, and... Crap, my brain, I just brain farted. Oh my god, I just had it in my head. Oh man, Jake, Taker... Oh my god, I just had it in my head. Slaughter? Not slaughter. Um not perfect, obviously. Who was it? Jake Taker. Oh my god, I just had it in my head. Jake Taker and somebody against Hogan. I mean, yeah, we'd have Hogan Warrior for the second year in a row, but Hogan Warrior and there you debut uh, Sid Justice. Mm. Now, Sid was not hurt yet. Sid wouldn't get hurt till the fall. But that, I, I just, I had the third guy in my head. And I totally lost it. Um, damn it. Can't think of it now. But. You could do Hogan Warrior against Jake and Taker. Mm. Um, do you still do the match made in heaven, or do we somehow torpedo that for another time and have is Savage? That, well, Savage is still technically not wrestling. So. He's not wrestling yet. And, and, and look, that, that, it still fits the concept. I mean, what was more hellish than um, than Taker and, and Jake? I mean, come on. That, that's a match made in hell if I've ever heard it. Right. Perfect. All right, so maybe Hogan Warrior against Jake and Taker. Maybe that's mm. the, the tag. And, yeah. and, and you could have Taker, you know, Jake will get pinned, but you could have Taker really work Hogan over. And that could mm. be a prelude to what you're working on by Survivor Series when they wrestle for the title. So yeah, and you could still have Sid as the as the guest referee. You could yeah, have you could maybe, Sid, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially with especially with you know it being you know 
Jake and Taker together, they you know they could sort of run the idea that no one wants to referee the match. Well, that, I was about to say that would be perfect. You could do a storyline throughout the summer where the referees all go to Jack Tunney and go, "I ain't touching that match with a ten foot pole." He brings Cobras in the ring. That's it. Uh, yeah, we don't Taker's want everything to do with it. Absolutely not. Leave me out of it. Sorry, not doing it. We're going on strike. And then Jack Tunney has to go find somebody that's got the guts to try to law and order that match and then you and 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 then you do the same thing and then you bring in Sid. Yeah. Um because Fr- Flair uh, obviously was still ticking the clock on the no compete. So you can't bring him in early. Like you can't bring him in in July cuz the clock cuz he left before the 91 bash. That's why they that's why he technically quote couldn't wrestle until Survivor Series. I think that's when he first wrestled, right? Uh, he, so he, he, went, he, he done, house shows in 91, right? Yeah, he, he made some, yeah, he made house show appearances before right, then. So maybe uh, I, well, you know what? That makes sense. Cause even if the, even if the no compete was 90 days from July, he could have started wrestling in late September, early October. All right. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So, so flair can't wrestle anyway, even if he shows up, he can't wrestle anyway. Mm. So he was, and that's not who I was thinking of. I had a third guy and it totally went out of my ears. Oh, well, but you're right. I think Sid being the special referee still, but it's Hogan Warrior against Sid. Because how did you leave Jake and Taker off that show to begin with? Just so they could do that stupid uh. parlor trick with the reception party and the cobra in the box, which is pretty cool because you got, you know, Sid with his jeans and red polo shirt on. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> not even, a, not even a, a jacket and tie, but a red polo how shirt. On earth, how, how on earth? How on earth does, does Sid get invited to this wedding when he's only been with the company four or five weeks? Like I know, right? You know, when, when I when I got married, I mean, we had our wedding invitations out a couple of months beforehand. Like we we weren't inviting people that we just met last week. I know, right? It's crazy. Oh my uh, god! But anyway, I mean, we had always said. I think it's always been kind of a common thing that when anyone would ever talks about SummerSlam '91, that not having uh, those guys on that show was just ridiculous. So, hmm. um, all right. So we've established then for the second straight year, Hogan and Warrior are in the main event uh, in a tag. This time against Jake and Taker with Sid as the ref. Yeah, that's that's safe to say. All right. Nineteen ninety-two, Wembley Stadium, London, England. Hmm. Uh, Now, now, obviously, the easiest thing to do here would be just to say, "Well, just run what you what they were going to run at Survivor Series, and you could have the match be Savage Warrior versus Flair and Razor Ramon." I mean, that's the easy out um, with the whole Savage Warrior Flair perfect, and you know, Ram- Razor had debuted. He wasn't at the SummerSlam card, but it, it'd be very easy to do that. That that's 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 a that's just that's too easy, right? But I feel like if you're gonna put, I still think you need to put Bulldog in the main event, though. If you're gonna be yes. a Wembley, I think you need to put mm. him in the main event. I agree. So I'm trying to think how you could put what kind of tag match you could have, like Brett and Bulldog on a tag team against somebody. Would it? Do, let me throw this out there because SummerSlam night. This is just coming to my head. SummerSlam okay. '92 is 
one of the few events where you've got this occasion, like Savage and 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 Warrior faced each other as both good guys. David Boy and Brett faced each other as both good guys. What if you did being at Wembley Stadium and David Boy and Brett, you, you link them up as as the brothers-in-law, as the as the IC champ and, and the number one contender, and you put them in the ring against Warrior and Savage. And you have your top four baby faces all in the ring together. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So it would be... Hmm. So leave so it out pi- again. So I'm, I'm picturing it being, like, if, if you're wanting this idea in, in 92, you, you have this concept that... Um, they announced they're going to Wembley Stadium and they announced straight out, you know, we're keeping this concept that it's the big tag team main event and they announced Wembley Stadium and just straight up announced Davey Boy Smith will be in the main event. He will be on one of the teams. And you could do this over a few weeks. So maybe the next week, um, you know, Davey Boy announces that uh, there's only one man in the company that he feels he could team with. Uh, he's talked to Jack Tunney. Uh, he's he's had conversations, and he's going to team with the Intercontinental Champion, his brother-in-law Bret Hart, and and that they so we get that announcement straight out. There's one side of of the um, of the main event, and then over the next couple of weeks, you get um, Frank uh, Jack Tunney to Frank Tunney. There's his brother. He's <laughs> Jack, Jack's, uh, Jack's lesser-known brother who, who handled the finances in uh, in the business. So, right, um, exactly. Right. <laughs> Jack, Jack Tunney sort of starts looking at who will be on the other side. Will it be like a Ric Flair? Would Ric Flair be one of the, the contenders or whatever? And then they, you know, you've got the, you perhaps, you know, with Warrior having returned, you could have some of that simmering tension underlying, you know, Warrior and, and Savage having had their history. And then Jack Tunney announces that the other side of the main event will be world champion Randy Savage and the ultimate Warrior. And the whole build-up to the match then becomes not so much that the, these guys are against. You've got your top four guys essentially in the ring against each other, but then the build becomes... Well, can Savage trust Warrior? I mean, they they Warrior retired him twelve months earlier, and can Brett trust Davy Boy because Davy wants the IC title, and you, you run it the it almost feels very ECW style the 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 the, ta- the the tag partners who can they really trust each other? Can they be there for each other? And right. uh, and you and you build up, and and then you could have your match, and you could still have. Perfect and Flair running the running the 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 inter- I was going to say the interference. They're running their their side, you know, their side show, their 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 parlor games, their psych warfare against Savage and Warrior and oh, hell. Per- Perfect could talk about how it was Brett who who retired him. Brett injured him and put him out. So, you know, Flair and Perfect then start, you know, targeting Brett as well. And you've got this whole shenanigans could be happening either way. Are they going to support anyone? Are they going to, you know, are they going to get involved? And 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 you just build to this. You're just doing it as almost a, 
on the big on this big arena, we're just going to put the top four guys in the ring together and let them go for it. Be very interesting. I think it'd be cool for the and you, the best thing about a situation like that, Dave, and, and this goes true for say uh, uh, if there's a show in your country, um, you've got you've got um. You know, a place that does not do shows that often, um, you know, big shows. I mean, WWE mm. obviously goes to the UK, but they don't go for, like, the big stuff. They go for, like, glorified house shows and such. Mm. So you're, you are you don't really need, like, a bona fide storyline, but you treat it almost like a mega house show where you mm. do have these, um, you know, these main event guys um, – just kind of being in a match and totally entertaining the audience. Um, but you're not sure how it's going to go. And they, and they have, you know, promos and such on the Cindy circuit leading up to, um, you know, leading up to uh, the show. And you're not sure what the situation is going to be. Um, but because it's in London and they're jacked up beyond all recognition, um, uh, the crowd's going to be pumped up regardless. So yeah. I, I like the fact that we're just going to load the main event with with um, with just the 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 best of the best, the, and the, let there the is crowd a, decide. You know, yeah, there is a problem with this 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 idea though, and 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 it's this. You're in. You're in England. You're going to want to put Davy Boy over. That's what they wanted to do. Being in, like, you know, they put Davy Boy over Brett. Like this idea that it's his hometown. But I, I, I can't see them wanting to put Davy Boy over either Warrior or Savage, and 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 there therein lies the problem with with that match. Is yeah. Can you can you really can you really do that? Um, Davy Boy is that. You know, Warrior is not going to let himself be beaten by Davy Boy Smith. Savage, look, I, I think Savage would have been more than willing to do it. Uh, from everything I've heard about Savage as a as a businessman in over the years in interviews and stuff, you know, I could certainly see him being willing to take the fall, but I don't know if the company would have wanted their world champion to be beaten by Davy Boy Smith. Um, sure. at, at that point in time. So that creates that creates uh, a big dilemma. Um, you could have matches, you know, then you've got count outs and DQs and, and it's not quite the same. Um, it, it's not going to have the same outcome as Davy Boy getting the win. And, and maybe, maybe what I suggested earlier, maybe the idea is you, you do keep Davy Boy and Brett as one half of a double main event. And then you have your, your, your tag team matches. The other one being, Warrior and Savage teaming against Flair, and maybe you bring Perfect back early. Maybe Perfect right. makes his return, and it's Flair and Perfect in Perfect's return to the ring for all the crap they've given Savage over the over the you know the last six months. Maybe you do that, but I'm just worried. I, I love the idea of Davy Boy and Brett versus Warrior and, and Savage. I think it'd be a great spectacle, but I'm just worried. The finish could be a letdown to the crowd if you're not going to have Davy Boy get a pinfall victory. 
Yeah, I mean, do you then do you still do? Do you still do? Brett's uh, war. Uh, Brett. Uh, maybe you kind of tweak things a little bit here, and maybe do Brett. You still do Brett and Bulldog, but maybe now you do. Savage Warrior and Flair. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe Perfect makes his return a couple of months early. Yeah, if he's allowed to. That was the other problem. If he's hmm. still on the Lloyds of London, and it wasn't yeah, up might to not the have point been able to. A wrestler, he loses his hmm. cash. Um, or, 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 or you just do what they did at the Survivor Series and put Razor in that match. He's just made his debut and he's just started causing havoc, but he hasn't really, he hasn't really become a player. Like he's only just sort of been on TV on, for 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 a very short period of time. So. You know, he probably doesn't have the the real name power to to be a player there. Right, that's true. Yeah, ninety two is a tough one. Again, ninety two is a lot like two thousand two, uh, where things are in a state of flux. We don't have. I mean, do you push Taker up, ditch the Kamala nonsense, and throw him in the main event? Is Taker going uh, against? But who who does he who in which side of things? Where do, where does he end up? Like, do you put him in a tag? Ah, uh, yeah. This is a chance. This is a this is a choice where, um, uh, this is a choice where. Davy Boy at Wembley is actually causing a creative problem, you know. Yeah. But look, yeah, like I said, I think the, the 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 best option for a match is Davy Boy Brett versus Warrior Savage, and Davy Boy gets you know. Look, if we if we want to have some fun with it, whether they would have done it or not, yeah, you know, your ultimate your crowd pleasing moment would be, you know, Davy Boy. Davy Boy gets Davy Boy gets the win. He gets a pin on on Savage. He he drops him with with the power slam. Uh, perhaps Sav, you know, perhaps Flair and Perfect and and Razor all come out and they start causing havoc and there's there's fights going on and whatever and and in the process of it, Savage cops a, a backhand or cops a, a half a chair shot. Not not it not you know nothing like yeah. You know, it's just Flair being a difficult person. Flair being a, the the great heel. He he wallops you know Savage in the back with a chair while you know maybe Razor and Perfect are beating on on uh, Warrior and Brett starts chasing Flair as a result. But because of the chair shot, you know Savage stumbles around and and Davy Boy picks him up and drops him with a power slam and uh, he gets the win. He gets he gets the big win. It's it protects Savage. The crowd go nuts, but um, but your ongoing storyline allows Savage to blame Flair and keep that feud going. And and Davy Boy can then turn and go, well, I beat Savage. I want to, I want a shot at a belt, um, whether it's you know the IC or the World, and you know maybe he gets an IC title shot at at Saturday night's main event instead. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean you could you could extend whatever happens to Shawn Michaels at some point. At that point, he had no clout, so he just got to suck it up and deal with it. Mm. Um, you also you also do a couple of things, too, there, Dave. You promote um, 
Savage Flair continues for the title, and you start working the seeds for Flair and Brett. Mm. So that was the plan, even at that point, for Flair, yeah. to, for Brett to uh, become champion eventually. Mm. So it's funny that that's that's a tough one. Uh, that was a good one to work out. That was not ninety ninety one were fairly easy. Uh, I guess the common denominator is we didn't have Hogan. So, um, and I didn't want to bring him back because that would have just been a big problem. So, um, yeah, makes perfect sense. Good main event, Dave. 92 was not easy. All right. 1993, the palace in Auburn Hills, Michigan, um, Obviously, the main event was a was supposed to be a big deal between Yokozuna and Lex Luger, and Lex Luger celebrates a countout like he won the world title, like a boob. Um, the number two babyface is obviously Brett. Hmm. Um. Camp Cornette, in its best form, hasn't even started yet, because obviously the Brett, the uh, Owen heel turn hasn't started yet. I wouldn't touch that. No. Um, um, I don't like, like, Brett and Luger against Lawler and Yoko. That's terrible. That's an awful match. No. Nah, I'm um, thinking if you want to combine matches... And if you want to hide someone's weaknesses, how about Luger and Taker versus Yoko and Giant Gonzalez? Um, <laughs> Man who should never be in the ring, ever. Yeah. Wow. What a, what a heel team. Good grief. Um, wow. That 93 hoof. That roster's a little thin. Um, you do have, you have had Ludwig Borger join the company, although this is sort of his first, it's probably too early to put him up into the main event with Yoko as a tag partner. Right. I'm, I'm worried that that's, um, that's his issue. What about Bam Bam? What about Yoko and Bam Bam? Bam Bam had just been runner-up in the... Uh, in the King of the Ring, Ring, two big boys, and they can work. Um, You you probably need to do more with Bam Bam coming out. Like, if you were to do that, you would need to probably – you're going to obviously, you know, building up, you're going to have to do more with Bam Bam in the build-up to to SummerSlam, maybe coming out of King of the Ring. Maybe he goes on a – just an absolute tear because, you know, he sort of says, well, I won that match and I got I got cheated by referees' decisions and, you know, they reversed the decision. I had that match won. I got the three count. I should be the king. And he starts tearing the place apart and just taking, you know, interfering in matches and dropping, you know, dropping jobbers and lower card guys left and right and just absolutely pulverizing people. And then you, you team him up with Yoko against maybe Luger and Brett. You know, Brett's Brett's got an issue with Bam. You know, Bam Bam and Brett have an issue coming out of King of the Ring. 
And and Brett, obviously, you know, he lost the title to Yoko. And here's Luger, who's the the the, the USA guy on the rise, having body slam Yoko at, at um on the Intrepid. Yeah. I think that's a I, I yeah, it's I think I think I like that. I think I like the I think I like the uh the uh Bam Bam connection. I like that. The the other alternative, if we want to have some fun with history, another alternative. We don't you don't have Luger do his face turn building up to SummerSlam and you keep him heel and he teams with Yokozuna against Bret Hart and Mr. Perfect. This is your build up in into SummerSlam. They team up, you you keeping Perfect who was he'd been the, at the top of the card. I mean he was he was you know very prominent like everything coming out of like the Flair series and the Luger series he'd been at considered a top man you keep them together and then in the process of the match luger and yoko whatever happened you know, brett and perfect get a win because maybe luger nails yoko with the forearm accidentally the running forearm accidentally puts yoko down and this leads to simmering tensions post SummerSlam, and you can do your luger face turn after SummerSlam, and then you could then build that up, building towards uh, Survivor Series and WrestleMania, and you don't have to have Luger um, win this first match by countout and, and stuff up that entire storyline in one moment. Correct. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, I also feel like... Uh... I feel like it's a good chance to build Bigelow uh, to a next level um, for the future. And then maybe he doesn't have to wrestle Doink at WrestleMania 10. Yeah. <laughs> There's something better That's for right. him. There's something mm. better for him. So, yeah, no, I like that. I like that. That that makes that makes good for 93 because 93 is still not easy, you know. Uh, the roster is filling but not – full enough for something like that but mm. uh yeah i like that i like that i think that i think that works out well and it kind of gets you towards what could end up being a better survivor series uh that november and then lead to more maybe some interesting things into 1994 so, so which 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 of the two matches is your preference there the the bigelow yoko or or keeping luger heel and have him teaming with yoko i like bigelow and bam i like bigelow um, yeah. Luger feels Luger seems like a guy that the, the narcissist, the narcissist gimmick. Sorry, I meant to clarify that the narcissist gimmick. I feel like didn't fit for a tag team situation. I feel like he right true. Nah, I like even though he'd have been good in Camp Cornette, but I have to say I think I like I think I like Yoko and Bigelow, two big freaking dudes. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I like I like the Bigelow. I don't like Luger as a as as a heel with a tag team. If he's a baby face, uh, I, I go with that. But I think a great, um, 
I think a great heel team of two guys that combined weight would weigh almost, you know, freaking 800 pounds. Um, and oh, Bam Bam Vin, Vincent, Vincent Gorilla talking about how the ringers had to be specially reinforced. Specially reinforced, yes. And you could have, like, Cornette and Cornette being scared of Luna. <laughs> I think that'd be great. Yep. <laughs> I think that would be awesome. Um, so, yeah, of those two, I would definitely go with Bam Bam. Mm. I don't like – I didn't like Luger turning face to begin with. That was a dumb Vince idea. Mm. Um, but um, – but if he is a heel, I would not put him in that match. I just don't think it would fit. I don't think yeah. it would fit well. I would put Luger. I would keep Luger a heel in a match with. Uh, think Hogan would put him over. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't gonna put bread over. He wasn't gonna put that hunk of meat over. So, um. Chicago, Illinois, 1994. Oh, boy. Um, well, I'm already saying right now, Dave, that we are not touching Brett and Owen in the cage. So we okay. somehow have to figure out if in an alternate universe, if we are going through the looking glass and we're stuck with an underfaker, do we make it a tag... And do Taker and somebody versus ta Faker and somebody. Oh, and maybe it turns out a better match than we get. Because I don't want to give up Brett and Owen in the cage. Because we're, we're even, trying to fix... Not, not, even trying to fix not even for a tag team... Family feud match. Brett then and Brett and Davy Boy versus Owen and the Anvil. Oh wow, that would be cool. It would be Davy Boy's return to the company. Yep, you're you're playing off Owen and Anvil's King of the Ring antics. Um, Brett, obviously, having been impacted by Anvil as well. Um, so you haven't had, you haven't had the, the two years of, two, three years of history that comes after all. Like, this would be the first time Anvil and Brett had been on either side. Um, the first time since Owens turned heel that Anvil's been with him. And as I said, the return of Davy Boy. Uh, as as Brett's as as Brett's teammate, you could even have that as a almost as a surprise. You could do it as uh, Brett had just announced he's going to have a, a brother. You know, he's going to have a family member as his teammate at you know to fight his brother and his brother-in-law, but he's you know going to keep it a secret until the night, or and then on the night he introduces Davy Boy as his as his um as his as his partner. And if yeah. you wanted, you could put him in the cage. Put the put the tag in the cage. Mm. Then when do you put? When do you give Owen his title shot? Then he could have it at Survivor Series instead of Bob Backlund. 
And then you have Owen Wynn, and he has to eat the pin to to Diesel in, at the Garden in twelve seconds. Or do we in our in our in this alternate <laughs> through the looking glass we ditch that crap? Well, don't forget if if you want to know more about if you want to know more about better 1994-95 storylines than in real life, go back to our episode we did uh, when we did our tribute to the late great Scott Hall. Uh, we had a great episode and talked about mm. how to rebook 94-95 from what the crap was that we ended up getting. Do, do, here we are do, you keep, again. do you keep do you keep Brett Champion until Mania and have Owen take the title off him at WrestleMania? Wow. Or at or at or at Royal Rumble. And maybe have Owen. And then, then you could have Diesel. If you, if you could have Owen beat Brett at Royal Rumble, um, and with with tons of shenanigans, and Diesel could win the 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 Rumble, and then he could face Owen for the title at WrestleMania. Hmm. And Owen could just like stack it with Sid, and like almost the same thing with Sean. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. That's if you want to do the, the that's that, that's how you might salvage your Brett versus Owen title match down the track. Right, right. It's one option. Yeah. If you want to keep, if you, if you want to, in our alternate universe, we, in our alternate, it, it, through this looking glass, we strip Sean of all of his bullshit powers. Um. If you're wanting to keep. If you're wanting to keep Brett and Owen, maybe a tag option then isn't an under faker, but maybe it's the returning undertaker teaming with Razor against Diesel and Sean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because hmm. we really don't do that at Survivor Series. Nope. So, because we have the singles matches. And they've just they've just become tag team champions, Diesel and Sean. It can be a non-title match. They only won the belts, what, the night before or two nights before. So you could have that as a non-title match. And it, it could be Razor talking about, you know, I'm. He has the mystery partner. Will Will the yeah? You know, and DBRC could be could have been talking. You could still keep some elements. Like you could have the whole Ted DBRC talking about how he brought the Undertaker in and he's going to bring the Undertaker back. And we don't. And Bearer maybe appears and says, no, 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 he's going to bring him back. But you don't do the under faker match but you you have the undertaker as a surprise partner for razor that would be cool because there's two guys that never cross paths whether on the same side or opposite sides Yeah, there's so much talent here. You could come up with a myriad of equations. Yeah. I kind of like the Brett Razor against Sean and 
Brent Razor, Sean, and Diesel? No, Brent and Taker. No, sorry, uh, Razor, Razor and Taker versus Sean and Diesel. And that let, that lets you keep Brett and Owen in the, in the steel cage. Okay. Yeah. That that works. I don't but the only thing is now you're starting to get me to you're starting to sell me on the whole Owen beats Brett at the Rumble and then we get Owen and Diesel at mm. Hartford. I, I know I, I like that. that. I like that storyline idea. I do too actually. And and I think I think for for '94, I think the storyline of for a tag, you know, because again we're talking about trying to come up with a tag team main event that is going to draw. I think the Brett Owen storyline and bringing Davy Boy back as his return to the company, I think that sells. I think that's a draw card uh, because yeah. of where Brett and Owen were, because of Owen's victory at WrestleMania, because of. Where Brett was now in the car, he was the guy. He was the number one person in the company now. Um, whether, whether you know, whatever revisionist history people want to make or whatever people want to think about is whether he sold tickets or not or whether it was the individual selling tickets by this point or the company. Brett was the top guy. He'd been made the top guy at WrestleMania. And this right. plays off all those storylines into a tag team, into your mega tag team main event. Mm. And, and it would be the main event because I think if you did Razor, uh, you know, you're still at a point, Diesel's still up and coming, Razor and Sean are, they're upper mid card. They're not main eventers at this point. They haven't pushed, Sean is not at the top of the card at this point. And as fun as having Sean and Diesel and Razor in a tag match would be, they're not the ones who are bringing people to the arena yet. Mm. Yeah. Excellent point. 94 just has, it's just so much talent. Now, again, we've done this in the past. We, in our alternate universes through the looking glass, we, we get rid of all the click drama and we call the shots. So we don't give a shit what anybody says. We're doing it what's right. We want to make that clear. Dave and I call the shots in the alternate universe. Sorry, Click. You do what we say. <laughs> um, so sorry, Sean. You don't get to pick and choose when you win titles. We'll let you know. And then you can go off to WCW and job to Hogan. So, um, <laughs> um, I like those thoughts, Dave. I like those for 94. Those are all really good. So, so Taker... All right, so just to clarify, so if we do have Brett and Owen in the cage, then it's going to be Taker and Razor against Sean and Diesel, which I like. Yeah. If we don't do it, you said Owen and Owen and Anvil against Brett and Bulldog in yeah. a cage. Oh, yeah. Imagine a tag in a cage. Very mm. unvince, uh, very unvince like Very interesting. And then you still do take, or you still do Razor and Diesel for the for the IC. Belt. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. yeah, you can keep that as is. Wow. All right, good ones there. All right, Dave. So to this point, you have put together some amazing, amazing alternate main events for Royal for the uh, for SummerSlam between 1990 and 1994. 
Now, if you can come up with an amazing, awesome, super <laughs> mega main event for August of 1995 in Pittsburgh, <laughs> I will sign over the CEO duties of the PTB Wrestling Network to you. You will be the new boss. <laughs> and I will retire gracefully. Because I don't know what pile of slop we can try to put together. Well, it'll be almost easier because that card, other than other than Sean Razor, the ladder match, that, I mean, that card's just, just crap. Mm-hmm. It's just crap top to bottom. I have zero interest in seeing Nabel in any kind of main event, so we would ditch that shit. Okay. Um, so what do you think? Oh, D. Yeah, what do you think? Um, I if feel we're gonna, like if we, we're gonna, put, if we're we need to get ditch- Brett back on track. Mm-hmm. So fuck the 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 Isaac Yankum crap. Um, mm-hmm. How about <laughs> how about Brett and Sean uh, uh, mm-hmm. against Here's the thing. In our universe, depending on what we do, would we somehow keep Diesel a heel? Not if he's not if he's become world champion. That is true. All right. If you're willing to sacrifice a ladder match, what about Diesel and Sean versus Razor and Brett? Wow. Everyone wanting their belts back. Razor wants his belt back. Brett wants his belt back. That's that's the premise of them teaming up to take on. So the titles aren't on the line, but the, the premise of the storyline becomes, because we know Brett gets a shot later in the year and Razor, and like the, yeah, we know we're now in the time period where good guys can face good guys so you've got diesel and sean as 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 the good friends as the as the best friends and now holding both belts and razor and brett uh, are put together um or join forces for a shot with maybe the maybe the the premise being that if razor or brett gets you know scores a pinfall or gets the victory they will earn themselves a title shot at a subsequent event maybe brett gets you know some form of you know something on diesel i don't know that i having beat them. maybe you have to have diesel and Sean. but yeah look diesel and sean versus razor and brett the the rest of the card is going to absolutely suck but yeah. I think I think that is if you're looking for a top-notch main event, that's probably it. Yeah. But I like that. See, you know, 1995 because we got to get we got to get Mabel out. He's he's cooked. Mm. I'm kind of digging this whole. It's an interesting dynamic, and it really requires good writing 
in a year where things are not great creatively. You want to say, listen, guys, we're all friends here. Even Brett, who's not in the clique. But again, in our universe, Dave, the clique can suck it. Ha! Listen to me. <laughs> um, we call the shots. And we're going to say, listen, Brett and Razor want their gold. Brett wants to be the world champion again. Razor wants to be the intercontinental champion again. Let's have a nice, clean, competitive... Um, competitive tag title match, a tag team match, and I will decide that if you somehow beat us, then both of you will get title shots down the line. And then Uh at Survivor Series, Brett gets his shot with Diesel, and Sean gets his shot with Razor, and that's your double main event at Mm. Survivor Series 95 in Washington. Yep. Yeah, that's one option. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I like the way you, you, you do that. The only issue comes down to, you know, you, yeah, you'd have to have Razor and Brett get the victory, but you probably do it. You probably would have to make sure they're not. So it might be maybe Brett gets a roll up on Sean um, because you, you need to ensure that Brett hasn't beaten Diesel and Razor hasn't beaten Sure. Right. You would have to do a crossover. And you're not gonna have yeah. razor pin you're not gonna have razor pin diesel for the second year in a row. No. If that's your plan. No. The the other alternative would be you put the two singles titles on the line, and if Razor or Brett get the pin or the or the submission on Sean or Diesel, like whoever right. they pin, they win that person's title. So yeah, you, know, right. you could have then you could have Razor beat you, you could probably realistically have Razor beat Sean if you wanted. Um not but I mean obviously we know Sean kept the title at, at SummerSlam anyway. So yeah, you could have that state which makes it, you know, that it throws in a little bit of a that interesting dynamic because not only you know are Sean and Diesel trying to win the match, but they've got to make sure they don't get beaten themselves and you know razor might be going for a pin but brett wants the title so he is he gonna let razor that, that this could get really complicated is he gonna let razor get the pin because he wants the title too um that could become complicated i think i like your your idea better if razor and brett get the victory they earn title shots at survivor series i know we have pay-per-views between that, we'll have in your ha- we'll have in your houses mm. three and four in September and October. Those shows need to be rebooked because number one, they were all crap, mm. and um, you have to guarantee that. Well, listen, Razor and Brett are guaranteed title shots at Survivor Series. Said nothing about who they'd face. But true, true. Do they stay baby faces? Say Diesel and Sid, or Sean and Sid. And Brett and Razor are protecting them. Hmm. It starts. It starts to sound very similar to. It, it's starting to sound more like a late '97 um, approach to booking, where it's sort of like, well, Razor want who does Razor want to face in his title match? Does he want Sean? You know, Sean's having a title defense against, you know, Sid. Who does you know? Is Razor going to be at ringside? Who does he? Who does he want to have win that match? Is he going to? interfere to make sure it's still the person he would prefer to face. 
Right. Yeah. Mm. So you could you could find a way to make to make that those couple of months of pay per views September and October of ninety five better to get to Washington DC for Survivor Series. Um, mm. But I think that well, would be a great tense tie, a tag match at mm. SummerSlam, and the fans will just be thrilled to see their four guys wrestling. They love all four of them, so they're not sure who they want. Will that kill yeah. the energy buzz? I don't think so. Not for that match. Because you have four yeah, beloved just, guys. Yeah, there'll just be nothing before it. Like, the the, the, the undercard would would drop even further than, you know, than what yeah. it was. Yeah, the undercard would be pretty crappy. Because you got to stick Mabel somewhere if he won King of the Ring. you uh, you got Jarrett. Well, Jarrett was gone, I guess. Um... Well, no, he came back. No, Jared came back. He was only gone that little time after In Your House, too. Um, now, Jared, was, Jared was gone at this point. But he came back, though, because he's wrestling at the... Well, I, mean, I guess he didn't come back. No, I think about no, it. No, doesn't come back until um, until much later. December. Because he had the... They had the... the um, he, he lost the title to Sean, and it was... Um, after that, not long after that, that they did the, it was the um, the whole, they were going to do the roadie thing, and Jarrett and Jarrett and Rody bailed and 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 left the company for a short period of time. Mm. That's right. I was trying to think of the timeline there because I know he's back because he he wrestles at Rumble '96 and then he's gone until he comes back at the end of '97. The whole time he's in WWE, he's in uh, WCW. Mm. Yeah, it'd be very interesting how we could do that through 95 with those couple of months of what ended up being lackluster crap mm. uh, in Saginaw and Winnipeg, those poor towns, before we head to D.C. for uh, for Survivor Series. Um, yeah. You did a pretty good job there, Dave. Maybe I should <laughs> sign the papers. I mean, maybe I should sign the papers over. <laughs> the best thing we did was get Diesel out of the main event. Uh, uh, Mabel out of the main Mabel event. out of the main event. But that that just I think everyone everyone who's listening has just gone. You, you just made the pay per view a thousand times better by getting Mabel out of the main event. Doesn't matter exactly. who was in there. Exactly. All right, nineteen ninety six, Cleveland, Ohio. Uh Here's our problem with 96. We already had mm. the tag the f- previous month because that is easily one of my favorite, and that's also on my GWWE Top 100. One of my favorite six-man tags of all time is the main event at In Your House International Incident the previous month. Now... Would you would you have Diesel and Sean a uh, Diesel? I'm sorry, um, uh, Vader and Sean do something else at um, inter- international incident. Have the tag at SummerSlam and then at In Your House Mind Games. Have 
uh, Sean and Vader. Or, now again, Dave, this is our alternate universe, our trip through the looking glass. Do we have what should have happened originally and just save Vader and Sean for, for MSG and Vader wins the title there like he was supposed to do in the mm. Prime Universe? Yeah, well, that, that that I think would be a better better option. So, what yeah. if you, you, you'd obviously have to change your build? You have to you you'd, you'd have to change international incident. Um, yes, you do. And 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 that's and that's not what we're going to do right now. Like, oh, we're we're, we're going to change it, but we're not necessarily what that match is is irrelevant at the moment. What about? Um, you know, but you don't need to have all the guys that were in that match in it because. This I'm just looking at, at, at this SummerSlam card and thinking of coming away and, and doing mind games and then doing building up to um you know, perhaps like you said, Vader beating Sean at Survivor Series. Right. What if what if the match was Vader and Mankind versus Sean and Taker? You lose the boiler room brawl, but you still have mankind and taker involved and you could have mankind get the win over taker which leads him to get the title shot at mind games and then vader gets the title shot at survivor series like you could you could almost build it you could have the build being your big match so vader and mankind two very unconventional very different things sean and taker is a very you know, very unique, very, you, you, they'd never been partners really, but they're the, they're the top two baby faces in the company at the time. And right. if you had, if you had Mankind and Vader win the match and they could win the match by DQ, they could win the match by Canada. It doesn't matter. But if they, by winning the match, then, or, or you could have, like I said, you could have maybe Mankind or Vader get the pin on Sean and mm-hmm. then at at Mind Games, Mankind faces Sean for the belt, and the winner of that match will meet Vader at Survivor Series. Okay. I kind of like that. I like then you still... Take... Yeah, sorry, you go. Oh, no, I was going to say, I like Sean and Taker as a tag team, though. That's stuck in my mm. head. Because we never, never really get it. They just end up no. feuding. Mm. Um Yeah, I think I like that. Sean and Taker versus Vader and Mankind. Right? Is that what you said? Yeah, Sean and Sean and Taker versus Vader and Mankind. And and that right. allows you to keep that allows you to keep Sean and Mankind at Mind Games. Um it allows you to have it still allows you to have a world title match between Sean and Vader down the line. Um, and you can, like you said, you can go with the original plan of, of Vader beating Sean at MSG and then dropping it back at Royal Rumble. Uh, the only thing you miss, you lose out is Sid's little run. Um, and he can, he can be utilized further in, in 97. Um, and it, you know, it, it allows, um, it probably allows, uh, Sean to not have his hissy fit when Vader doesn't lie in the right place in the ring and essentially right. sabotage Vader's, the rest of Vader's WWF career. Uh, yep, so, 
it I think it, I think it would be it'd be very interesting. And I think Mankind and Vader as a tag team, like while and we all while WWF never acknowledged histories, a lot of fans would know the history of Vader and Mankind in WCW and just even having them together as a team. I mean, Man, you know, Foley talked about in his book how they wanted to do that, you know, coming out of um coming into to WrestleMania, he wanted to do the the whole you know, re- revisit that feud with Vader um, in in ninety ninety eight, and he didn't get the chance. Mm-hmm. But can you or ninety seven? But can you picture uh, picture a world where you know Vader and Mankind team up, and then the the whole build around Michaels and and Mankind for the title? You've got Vader sitting there; he can have interviews. I don't care. I will beat either of these guys, and and you'd have that concept. Well, if Mankind was to beat Sean, him and Vader would be an interesting main event. You know, people wouldn't be discouraged by that. And you've got lots of underlying tones there. You could have Paul Bearer turn on take. You could gain. You could have to- Paul Bearer turn on Taker. Maybe maybe it's Mankind pins Taker and Sean doesn't take the loss, but by losing the match, Mankind gets the shot at Sean and the shot at Vader, and then you've got your Survivor Series matches become. Taker and Mankind and Vader and Sean, which is where they were heading anyway. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Because I think you got to keep... I mean, the main thing here for me is, with everything, with with the plan you've laid out, is we got to keep Vader strong. And in in the Prime Universe, that, of course, did not happen. And he, in our universe, he doesn't have to call himself a fat shit. So, um, or whatever he, whatever he said in 98. Um, yeah, I like that. I think it's a good, I think it's a good plan to keep mankind strong because I think, I don't think they ever planned for that gimmick to be that, to be that. And that got hot. Um, and with, with, the first pay- with Survivor Series being the first pay per view at MSG in two years since WrestleMania 10, you really want to make that super special, and I think the build you're doing there works it perfectly. So, mm. um, I think the best thing that we've done so far tonight with our with our journeys is we're we're really we're really utilizing the roster, um, you know, with what's left. You know, um, which is not much, uh, and really, really maximizing the talent, um, because obviously a lot of guys left in early mid 96 and that's when things start to dip a little bit, but I think we did a nice job here because you need to make Vader strong. And I think they suffered because in the prime universe by making Vader look weak and not having him win at SummerSlam and eventually him getting dumped out of the Survivor Series main event because of the, all the stuff with with uh, Bischoff and J.J. Dillon and all that kind of nonsense. I think you put we I think we put some really solid main events together here, Dave, between ninety and ninety six. Hmm. So, like I said, we we will skip the Attitude Era because trying to make tag team main events for that which is just not going to work. Um, most of them occurred either on the previous pay per views or on Raw. They didn't do that in the 90s on Raw. Well, Raw didn't start until 93 anyway. But even in those three years, they didn't do those kind of matches yet. That would start during the Attitude Era. And 
trying to make tag main events for for 97 through 02 would be a, a mess. Mm. Because you did a lot of them at Survivor Series uh, in those years. And it'd be very hard to try to switch those. So, what are your thoughts on 2003? 2003, um, I, I think when you when you hit those early brand split eras, you really need to to look and consider putting guys from alternate brands together. That's where you, that's where the big money mega matches come from because you don't have guys. Yeah, again, if they're on the same brand, they're going to be in those matches right, like they were in the Attitude Era. So it, it's, it's got to be that. So uh, 03 is we've got the rise of Goldberg We've got in, in the company. You've got Goldberg and, and, and Hunter as one main rivalry. And I think if you're going to do a tag event, you probably have to have Goldberg on one side, Triple H on the other. That, that That's one half of each team. So then if you look at what are your other options and who are you going to have? You, you you could put Kurt and Brock with them. I don't know that I would want to. I don't know. I'd want to lose the, the Brock-Kurt series that was on at that time. But what if, what if you know, looking at mega stars and mega players and people who probably didn't have anyone to really work with, what if Goldberg teamed with Taker? There's one. There's your babyface side of things. Oh, okay. Goldberg and Taker become this mega tag team. You've got Hunter on the other side, and 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 maybe I, I don't know. 03, I mean, maybe Vince. I'm, I'm throwing this around. I, I don't, I'm not so sold on that. But I mean, Vince was at the height of Vince being the the mega heel. He just done the whole thing with. Um, Hogan earlier in the year and he'd done, you know, Zach Gowan and Steph and I mean, this is Vince at his absolute probably maniacal best after after the Austin feud finished. How right. does that how does that grab you? Or have you got someone else to could tag with Hunter? I, I kind of like the Vince thing. I think that's fucking hilarious. Um, Because, uh, I mean, you look at the rest of 03 and I mean, who were the big, who were the other heels? Jericho, um, who was back on Raw, yeah, because he just he just he just gone. You've got Evolution, you've got uh, Brock has just turned heel again. Um, oh, oh sorry, um, this is it, it, sorry, it's the match at SummerSlam when Brock turns heel again. He he right. he faces Kurt, but prior to SummerSlam, he was he was a good guy. So Kurt and Brock was a babyface match, and it was just that Vince came out in the match and they turned Brock heel during the match. But outside of that, there was SmackDown didn't have. I mean, this was you had the rise of Cena. Cena was he just had a, the series with with Brock, but he was still lower mid card. Oh yeah, no, heel. he wasn't. He wasn't. Right. He wasn't ready for it yet. So really. Top line heels, you do not have many at this point. That was part of the part of the difficulty the company was facing. I mean, if you're got if you've got evolution together, would you have them in another tag? Because I mean, if you've already got well, Batista's hurt. 
because Batista doesn't come back. I mean, we have to see mm-hmm. how we do that in our universe. But Batista was hurt. So would you do Vince, Orton, and Triple H? Or would you do Triple H, Jericho, and Orton against Taker? Goldberg, because Jericho and Goldberg had just fought at Bad Blood, so there is quote Bad Blood. What um, about and and Sean? And Sean, oh yeah. How about that six man? Triple a H. six man. I think a six man would work there. Yeah, Triple H, Vince, and Jericho against Taker, Sean, and Goldberg. Yeah, you got a mix how of fucking, both how brands. Bizarre, how totally bizarre would that be? That'd be that'd be a fun match. It really would. I think um, it would actually, just for the and, guys. Yeah, you know? and it it just allows you to take advantage of the brand split. So you've got guys from each brand, and 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 so you know that match isn't going to happen in that time period, especially Goldberg. I mean Goldberg Vince. There, there's something to to that. Uh, there's something about that 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 makes it interesting. I I dig that. I ultimately dig that. I think that would be a great SummerSlam 03, better than what the Chamber ended up becoming. Um, <laughs> you could do the Chamber somewhere else. You could do the Chamber and any and, and, and Triple H carrying his injury at this point, the tag match, this tag match allows you to protect Hunter. It well, allows well, you to eat the pin. Well, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, Vince, Vince can eat the pin, but Hunter can be protected. He, he doesn't have to be in the ring much. He can come in like Jericho would take a lot of the work. Hunter could come in and do some slow power moves, but then he could just tag out. So when the when the baby faces, you know, when Goldberg and and Taker and Sean are getting there there on top time, they're going to do it on Jericho and they're going to do it on Vince. And Hunter can just the whole thing could be about Hunter avoiding Goldberg. Every time Goldberg tags in, Hunter tags out. Correct. I got yeah. That's I think that's what you got to do because mm. you know he's got the he's got the bike shorts on, mm. um, so he's obviously having issues. Um, so I think that makes perfect sense. Yeah, makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, we're gonna do a couple of more chronologically, and then we're gonna bounce ahead and pick some pick and choose some because another show that could really use a revamp, uh, in my opinion, is the following year. 2004 mm. that show's just flat now it's nothing to do with orton beating you know he who shall not be named that's got nothing to do with it just that show is flat that taker mm. jbl match is garbage mm. um you do get kurt and eddie which is a solid match but, but i think what'd be funny is because it had the whole olympic theme i think it'd be pretty cool to really brand it up or just heal and face it up um, well, we can get rid of the Eugene thing. So what about, like, Triple H, JBL, and... Need another good heel. Well, if you want to, if you want to, if you want to stick to the, to the tag, to just a, a regular tag, um... Uh, as much as he who shall not be named, we try not to name him. But 
oh four. Let, let's just put things in perspective. Oh four was a was a year that was highlighting he who shall not be named, and his good and his good friend Eddie. Now right. I know Eddie had dropped the title at this point, but what if and, and if we're building to a SummerSlam mega match, he doesn't have to have dropped the title yet. What if Eddie and Benoit? team up after you've got that massive mania moment that really builds on the back of that and they're up against Hunter and Kurt mm-hmm. yeah and I think that would just you, you're looking at a match there that would just it, it would I, I think it would really uh, it would really be something to watch in ring Benoit Benoit, Eddie, and Kurt on their own would would be worth you know the money there, but you know, to be fair, Triple H was he 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 certainly had a better year in ring in '04 than he'd had in '03. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he worked hard with in those main and those in those triple threat matches with with Benoit and Sean, and um, you know he, he he showed that he could still do what needed to, to work. And again, a tag match, you, you work around, he brings different style. Kurt is the, the quick pace and, and, and Hunter would slow it down a little bit. Uh, I think mm-hmm. that would be an interesting match. I think it would as well. I think it'd be a tremendous match. And I think it's a good way to kind of, um, uh, I think that brings, I think it brings some juice that was kind of sorely lacking during the summertime because Triple H was stuck with all that Eugene nonsense. Mm. Um, as hot as SmackDown was in 03 is how ad- absolutely flat it was in 04 because we never really truly appreciated JBL as a good heel champion until the, ru- the run had ended. Um, That's like right. December or January. So, mm. Yeah, they really found – he really got – I think he really found himself as a character and, and, and in the ring, in the role, in right. December, January, and then they pulled the title off him at, at WrestleMania. And, and, and deservedly so. They, I'm not saying they shouldn't have, but it, it, it took him a good six months to really work out how to how to work this character in the ring and, and, and put on matches that make you want to see it. And um, it wasn't until yeah, that sort of just before Royal Rumble and the Royal Rumble that he really figured that out. Right. And then by Mania, we almost wanted him to keep the belt against Cena, which he probably should have done. Um, having them both win kind of him and both him and Batista win kind of cancel each other out. But um, so that that's a good tag. That's a good match that we have then for 04. Mm. And, and, and talking about talking about. Cena and Batista. I think that that's a good segue into 05 because Correct. because clearly because clearly in 05 those two need to be teamed up. Yep. They are they are the faces of each brand. Cena and Batista are the faces of each brand. They are they are the the rising stars. Um Batista in, I've shared this before. I think in, in my mind at this point Batista was the number one guy in the company um in the eyes of the fans even though the company were wanting to put Cena in that position, um, the fans saw it the other way around. So then the question comes down to who do you put them in the ring against? Do you do you just who they were teamed at? Are you just going to put like Cena face Jericho at SummerSlam, Batista face JBL? 
you know, or and and you just had the whole Triple H stuff as well. So do you just hook the heels up, or is there a better option on the heel side of things? Seen in Batista against Jericho and Kurt? Nah, I don't like that. Um... Orton Orton had was really had got back into his heel gimmick at this point. Um, the whole the, it was back to the legend killer because he was feuding with Taker. Do you pull him off the Taker match and put him in there with Orton and Batista with Cena and Batista? I mean, it would be a match. I mean, it would be a very symbolic match because you would be promoting literally the future of the company mm. for the next several years. Um, but is Taker feuding with Kyle? No, that's 2006. He's, t- um, he's feuding with Orton. Oh, yeah, him and Orton. We've seen a Batista Taker against Orton. Jericho and who's Batista facing? JBL. Well, if, JBL. If you're going to go six man, how about this? Cena and Batista team up with Hogan against the turned for turned heel for SummerSlam, Shawn Michaels, Orton and Jericho, and then. The baby faces win, and Orton and Jericho beat the crap out of Sean and return a baby face like two seconds later. Yeah, why not? Yeah, boy, that's a that that's a that's a main event of epic proportions. Because you need to remember, we have no Triple H. He's all he's mm. gone. He's been gone since June. He doesn't come back till the October in October when they switch mm. back to USA from TNN or Spike. Um, so he's not around. So you really need to jack this main event up. And I get the Sean Hogan stuff, but at least here, Sean is a little bit protected. He doesn't have to – Hogan – I mean, they're still going to make Hogan – Hogan's going to end up wanting the pin because he's going to look at Cena and That That's still going to happen. Um, Hogan will probably not look very good in the eyes of the locker room. I don't know if he did anyway, but well, what, um, well, well, okay. Well, why do we even need Hogan in there? I mean, why not? If, what if what if the team was Cena and Batista? If Sean had turned heel, why not Sean and Ort and 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 Randy in that match? As there's your tag team match, and as you said at the end of it, Sean can Sean can be Sean can be turned babyface. Like, Sean doesn't have to take the loss. You can have Orton take the loss, and then Sean the next night turns babyface. I mean, he turned heel for 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 a match, right? And then they turned him back. If you're going to turn him heel for a match, why not turn him heel against Cena and Batista? You two guys uh, think you run the show. I'm the main event. I'm the I'm the player. I'm the best. You know. He could even run the lines. I was going to say the best there is, the best there was. Like he, you know, <laughs> it, was still, it was still at the time when you still. He played into that because they hadn't had that reconciliation yet. But I'm I'm the main event. I'm the I'm the I'm the best in the business, right? right? And here's these two upstarts, Cena and Batista. You know, let's go. And I'll bring the the other you know the other guy who's rising up, Randy Orton, the legend killer. I'll bring him in, and you know, 
Sean can lose that and Orton can drop him with a with a RKO after the match. Right. And you like can that. turn him and, and then he comes out the next night. I respect you, Cena, Batista, whoever. You know, he can say it on the show, but obviously he's, he, he's on the brand with Cena. But he comes out the next night, throws his hand out. You did it. You beat me. Fair. Cena gets the win. Cena gets the win over Sean. And the next night, Sean comes out, handshake. You did it. You beat me. One, two, three. Congratulations. You're the man now. And at that point, someone comes out and attacks both of them. And it could be anyone on the, on the on the roster. It could be Kurt. It could be whoever. And then right. you're you're off to the races with with Cena's next opponent, and Sean's uh, Sean's in uh, in in the good books again. Mm. I like that. I like that a lot. He eventually feuds with Chris Masters, trying to put him over. We could probably skip that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gave a shit anyway. So, um, all right, let's shoot ahead. We won't go through all these others. What's what's mm. it? Let's. Let's pick a year as we're getting close to the end. Why don't we pick a couple, Dave? I'll let you do that. Pick a couple that from, say, the last, say, from, like, the 2010s to now. Um, I mean, these last couple of SummerSlams would be hard, but pick a couple of years in the 2010s where you think a good tag would have maybe fixed um, what ended up being, like, not the greatest main event. Do you have any on your mind? Oh, that end up not being the greatest main event. Well, if if we jump to one of the things that's in my head, I think a lot of fans would have loved to have seen, um, sort of post twenty, you know, post 2010, 2011, with the rise of Punk and the workhorses, would have been to see Punk and Daniel Bryan together in a match on on, on, a, on a big stage. Um, right. And, and so finding a year that Punk and, and Brian could could team up. Now, 2011's not that year. Punk has only just taken the title and, and, and Brian's down low. 2013's an interesting year because Brian is at the top of the card, but the issue is that's the year he he has that fantastic match with with John Cena. Correct. And I'm not sure I want to. I want to lose that. So what if you? Know. What if you sandwich it? And I know Daniel Bryan in 2010, uh, 2012 was was he a good guy? Was he a bad guy? It was sort of the they just in the the sort of the whole anger management, the the, right. the stuff with Kane. But you yep. could probably jig your timeline a little bit and change things a bit earlier. But Daniel Bryan was certainly this was when. The Daniel Bryan momentum was really gathering, and so what if? And Punk had, Punk had to wrestle Cena and Big Show. So what if you teamed Punk and Daniel Bryan up in in twenty twelve as one side of it, and on the other side you're putting something. Maybe Sheamus might be one of the guys because they had that whole Bryan Sheamus thing had had gone on, and there's a lot of underground growth for Sheamus as a as as a as a player as someone to to right. get behind and and maybe oh, I'm just trying I'm just trying to think you know if you're wanting the underground movement I, I, I don't know do you put do you put oh, do you put Jericho in there um with with mm. these guys as as the as the solid or is Jericho was he more of a he, I think he was working babyface at the time, so that might not, you know, maybe, you know, 
Alberto Del Rio, or they're, they're both on the same brand. Maybe Sam, maybe it's Punk and and Brian versus Cena and Sheamus. Yeah, because I mean, if you're going to put Punk at the time, Punk and Daniel Bryan as a tag team, they're going to be the most over thing in the building. Mm. So, regardless of who you put in front of, um in front of the two of them, they're going to get killer heel heat because at that moment, Punk and Brian would have been over like Rover. Mm. So depending who you want to try to get over as heels, you know, Punk and Cena, Punk and Brian would have just been battling in a multi-pay-per-view feud for the WWE title in matches that, I mean, their match at Over the Limit is one of my favorites ever. And then and then Daniel Bryan goes, you know, you know what, dude, you got me, you got me. And they shake hands, and then eventually they, and then maybe they get attacked by somebody, Sheamus or whatever, and like, oh god, you two make me sick. And they just, and he, you know, he brogue kicks both of them or whatever. And it's like, you know, maybe Cena, maybe he gets in Cena's head, like, dude, you're the stud in this place. Who are these two clowns? Skinny little shits. You know? Hmm. Hmm. That'll snazz up that show. You could still do Brock and Triple H in the no DQ, but you don't have to do it now last. Yeah. That match doesn't have to be last now. Thank God. <laughs> How long is that match? I'm very curious. Uh, it's a Triple H match, so it's probably over 20. <laughs> oh, no. only, actually, I was wrong. It was only 1835. Punk wrestled Show and Cena in a triple threat. You're right. Daniel Bryan and Kane. Jericho wrestled Dolph. Yeesh. Yeah, that might have been. Oh, wait a minute. I have a tag. Originally, Cena and Punk. Oh, okay. Cena and Punk defeated Big Show by submission, but the match was restarted by AJ Lee. Yeah, that whole storyline. Yeesh. Um,. Yeah, I think I dig that. I think I dig, uh, I think I dig, like, this, um, uh, um, I think that, I lost my train of thought for a minute. I think you got a mega over team there, the super team, kind of like a, almost a, uh, indie mega powers of Punk and Brian as a team, and oh man. You could really get something cooking that summer of 12. Mm. You really can. Because I think it was great anyway. Meanwhile, Cena was in that crap with... Cena was in that crap with uh, Johnny, you know, Johnny Laurinaitis and Big Show. And oh my God, was that... That was just garbage. Um, and meanwhile, Punk and Brian were putting on four and three-quarter star matches and, and getting forgotten. So maybe... Punk and, Punk and Brian get in Cena's face and say, you know what? We've busted our ass all year putting on awesome matches and you're fumbling around in a cage with the big show. That's crap. So we are challenging you at SummerSlam because we're going to make this our brand now. Mm. And they will not get booed. Well, maybe the 11-year-old girls will, but <laughs> the other 96% at that time will not. So, 
and it could be continue seen as seen as um, slump after losing yep. to the Rock at twenty eight. Because that was pretty much the storyline that he loses. He lost to Punk. Uh, to Punk. He lost to uh, the Rock at twenty eight, and he pretty much slumped throughout the year, losing all these matches, and then finally, you know, he wins a Rumble and wins it back, and yada yada yada. Hmm. So that might be a good storyline. I don't know, Cena. You seem to think you seem to kind of be in your own head right now. Well, why don't you take us on? We'll just finish you off, and we'll take your spot. And they will not be booed, Dave. They will not be booed. No. Police will go no. batshit for the two of them. Yeah. Crazy. They don't have to attack Cena or do any heel moves. They'll just cut a promo and say, I oh, you might have lost your touch, Cena. You lost to The Rock. And I would have had Brock beat Cena at Extreme Rules because that was stupid that he beat him. Oh, and yeah. Like, oh, Absolutely. So, so you're you're just, and, and you know, then you had to get your confidence back by wrestling Big Show in middling cage matches. Meanwhile, Daniel Bryan and I tore this place, tore every building up for the WWE title. Mm. Maybe this is our place now, Cena, and you're old and washed up. And then Sheamus eats the pin or whatever. Yeah. So, it's not a bad idea. I like that. I like that idea, too. Hmm. Looking ahead, I'm trying to look at these. Now, I was at three consecutive SummerSlams live. The, the uh, three of them in Brooklyn. I did not go to 2018, but I went to 2015, 2016, and 2017. And Brock was in the main event for all of them. Yeah, fought Taker in 15, and that was that crazy match where he's cackling at him. He fought yeah. Orton at, at 20, in 2016, and that was that match was a, kind of a weird mess. That was the one where the match ended because Orton got busted open hard way. And then yeah. you have you had that four-way with Brock, Strowman, Roman, and Samoa Joe for the Universal title. <laughs> Let me look at SummerSlam 2016 for a minute. Looking at this card, and I'm thinking, what could what could we make a tag match out of here? Well, I think the interesting thing in 2016 is you've got the arrival of Finn Balor. Correct. This was, and I know he got hurt, he got hurt in this match, but this was this was really his pay per view debut. But he came in with such momentum out of NXT and the the whole the whole um uh oh, the demon character, um, right. So, I mean, what if you had Finn in – you brought that in in, in in a tag team main event? Um, you know, and I'm looking at that, you know, it, it could be, you know, if you're wanting, you know, sort of dual brand side of things, um, would – do you consider – I mean, would you put him with, like, teaming with – someone like Brock against like an AJ Styles. Um, hmm. One of, one of, one of the, you know, maybe one of the, um, you know, maybe, or, or maybe you, you, you hook Ambrose and Rollins up, you know, reunite the shield. Or maybe, yeah, it was, um, Roman was, this was when Roman was out, um, was this when Roman was out with uh, with the cancer issues? Yeah, this is he because I'm looking at this card. He's not on it. No, this is when he had to leave. He wrestled. Yeah, he was out. 
um, with the leukemia. So, so what if what if you put? I mean, Ambrose and Rob, look, let's be fair. It, by by twenty sixteen, some of the biggest, the, you know, Dean Ambrose was one of the biggest, you know, baby faces in the company. What if you what if you had Ambrose and Rollins Rollins team up against Balor and AJ Styles? Or if you had Finn team with Brock against Ambrose and Rollins. Oh, that's interesting. Well, Rollins is a heel. But they're the shield. Oh, look, we're in 20, we're 2015, 2016. Does it really matter? That is true. Even just the um, idea of getting together for the Shield, you know. Roman's back by October because he wins the U.S. title. I wonder if he's – is he at No Mercy? Um, he is not at No Mercy. So he must have come back. Um Miz, ladder match, Nikki Bella. Um, yeah, I'm trying to see when he comes back. He obviously came back sometime in October because he's not at No Mercy, which was October 9th, but he's at mm. Hell in a Cell because he's he's the, he's the U.S. champion. Mm. So, I mean, in an alternate universe, I'd like to cure cancer. So, so mm. if if we're in another universe and Roman is not sick. Or would you still just want a shield, just the two of them? What do you think? Yeah, look, I, I mean, the sh- the first time the shield reunited should have been a big deal. It should have been an ultimate big deal. And I'm just having trying. I was just having a look, and I'm wondering, yeah, you know, could you could that play into into the future? Like, is there a year? So I know in 2017 they're all on the same brand. Um. I know they were keeping things individually. Uh, at 2018, um, uh, that's the year that Roman faces Brock and Seth and Dean uh, yeah, are, are involved in the IC picture. I just, yeah, you really wish you could, you know, if you could bring Roman back just a little bit earlier and do it as a six man, or, or even if they, yeah, you know, a reuniting of the shield, maybe in 2015, you know, you, you've got, um, yeah, maybe Roman makes an appearance in the court. Like it, it's a tag match. If he's coming back in a couple of months, can we bring him back early? Uh, it's one of those questions, isn't it? I always felt, I'm getting back to where I was going, I always feel that the shield reunion really for the first time should have been a big thing on on a major stage and SummerSlam would be a great place where if you're doing the tag team mega main event it would be the perfect place to reunite the shield uh and you know that time period 20 2016 would have been 2016 2017 would work really well i mean if you go to 2017 when they're all they're all back in the company and, and Roman's wrestling. Could it be, you know, the shield that year and, and, and are facing a, a Brock and AJ and, and a Randy Orton or a John Cena or, 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 you know, something like that. Do, do you, do you bring them in, you know, Brock and John Cena versus, versus the shield and, and you just need to find a third partner for, for the other guys. Hmm. 
Um, yeah. You could have, I mean, you could have Roman in their corner, mm. even if he can't wrestle, if he's, that, that, if he's got enough energy. Yeah. You know? And that, and that, that, and and maybe you know he might have enough energy at the end of the match to to drop someone with a power bomb, or you know right. to to do the triple power bomb as sort of the, the the moment. So he might not wrestle the match, but you know he gets in the ring and and they drop. You know you, you're probably gonna, I, I you probably have to do it to see. It's such a shame because the the Finn Balor, the demon, the first time the demon appears, yeah. Maybe you don't have the demon in the match. Maybe you've got AJ Styles and Brock Lesnar. In, in, in the match against against the Shield, that'd be fun. Um, I, like, I actually like that a little better. Yeah, because I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want the Demon to to be to be taking a loss in his first match. So you know, AJ and Brock versus the Shield, Roman in their corner, and uh, and Roman comes in and they they hit the triple power bomb on AJ Styles to get the win, and and almost you know you've almost got that Brock. You 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 signal ahead like it's not they don't have any interaction except for looking at each other or glaring. But Brock and Roman can start the 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 rivalry that they're going to have. The tension can start at that point. Looking at each other, glaring at each other, pointing at each other, like you know you're in my sights. I'm going to get you one right. day. I like that. Yeah, I have no problem with that. And I think that hmm. I think that will help Ambrose and Rollins stay strong. Um, I think you got some good tension there, and the, the way the company was in 2016, everyone was getting an opportunity. So I think that's a good hmm. start to kind of forge ahead and maybe re maybe rebuild Roman hmm. after the debacle of <laughs> of WrestleMania 32. Yeah, um, maybe you kind of rebuild him a little bit. I mean, he does beat Taker the following year, but. That match is awful. Taker, ugh, not good. But I think I think you could rebuild him out of that, mm. and you keep those guys strong. AJ's an awesome heel. He can eat a pin. He's bulletproof, even though he was relatively new for the company at that time. He was bulletproof look- pretty well when he came in because he lost to he lost to Jericho, and you know two months later yeah. he was he was champion. Yeah, you know he still beats Dean at. At backlash and holds the title till what? When did when did Cena win it? Oh, uh, Royal, Royal Rumble because he was trying to tie the record. Mm. Um, I like that one, Dave. I like that one. Well, um, I think we have done an exemplary job this evening of um going back and really giving you listeners and fans the best alternate SummerSlam main events that we could using the parameters of the way that the first SummerSlam in 1988 was handed to us. And Dave, you were awesome as always. Um, I hope I didn't, I hope I held my end of the bargain. It was just amazing. You always do. I appreciate that. Thank you. And, And I think, I hope everybody enjoyed it. So that is it for this month's episode of Through the Looking Glass. Dave, where are you? Where can everyone find you? Because you're you great can reach, Oh, I appreciate it. You can reach out to me through Facebook, um, you know, lurking the pages. You can find my profile. Feel free to, to send me messages and, and touch base. And, and you can also hear me, as I mentioned earlier, you can hear me on the Chronoso Monthly. Um, and, 
uh, as I shared earlier, we just dropped the SummerSlam episode and we're going, we're actually not monthly anymore, we're fortnightly. So uh, going fortnightly, a bunch of different people all are just doing, looking at one match of different events and we're having a lot of fun with that. So uh, it is, it is so, a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Yeah, I, do, I enjoy yeah. it. So um, join us for that. What about you, Scott? I mean, you're on, you're on just about every podcast there is. So <laughs> I, I, think it, I think it'll take you forever to, uh, to list all your podcasts, but uh, I know. I feel like I'm not, and then I start thinking about it. I'm like, oh crap, I still am. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott C. Podfather, but but most definitely follow the brand on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling or X. Um, and uh, you know, we do the wrestling time travel where we post what shows happened on this date in history. We post the podcast there. Um, all right, let's see. You can hear me on the Place Be Podcast with the PIC, myself and JR. Six hundred and thirty something episodes, still going. Uh, you can hear me on Place Be Nation's main event. Uh, you can hear me on uh, the NWA Saturday special, myself and the doctor. You can hear me on this show, duh. Uh, and you can hear me, it actually, we had a new episode drop last Sunday, this past Sunday, the newest episode of Pot of Honor, myself and Steve Willie. We, we, uh, we talked about four matches during the crossover between Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling in 2014 and 2015, with one match from 2004 that was... Really amazing. Um, and I think that's it. Now I'm probably thinking of others. Anyway, um, we'll be back, Dave and I, for the two-year... Well, no, it would be our two-year anniversary. It'd be our 24th episode. October will be our two-year anniversary. Mm. Uh, we'll get to there. And um, uh, we'll come up with another delicious topic. Let's see, September, Dave. WWE Fall Brawl? No. Um, <laughs> no, we'll think of something fun. Um, in any event, uh, again, follow the brand on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. You can, follow, of course, get all the pods everywhere uh, on Podbean, placetobe.podbean.com. Of course, with all the quad pods, the no-so. Um, with, within that is the Jenny position and, of course, the PTB pop experience. Uh, all the podcatchers, Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Stitcher, while it's still around, although I think it's already closed. And uh, we'll be back next month. So uh, have a wonderful rest of your August. Enjoy all the pay-per-views coming up. My God, we've got AEW all in or all out, all in. Uh, we got uh, Victory Row. We've got a bunch of shows coming up in the next several weeks uh, in wrestling today, current. Um, but I know you love our journeys through times and places unexplored. So join Dave and I in September through the Looking Glass. <laughs>